Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Afternoon, Maraid. I, I assume we'll just go straight into the summer. We won't have a winter at all. <laughs> it's a bit like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Mm. Um, with Hank, who was in that? Um, what was his name? The actor that was in Groundhog. It was Bill Murray. Yeah, that was Bill in Murray. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I feel like every Wednesday afternoon, I look out the window. We've a we've a, a window that faces east and one that faces west. And often you can look out the window and see totally different types of weather. Hmm. Could be raining out one window and the sunshine in the other one. Um, but at the moment, it's lovely and bright and dry and, you know, airy. And I don't think, that, well, I don't know whether there's bad weather on the way, but certainly at the moment, it's very, very good. We temperatures as high as 16 degrees. And and I know people will say, I mean, any shop I go into, anywhere I go, people say the weather lovely. And you can really douse people's spirits by saying, yes, all global warming happening in front of our eyes. So you could be very negative about it. But from a farming point of view, it's meant, you know, even cows down around this part of the country are back out grazing by day in an awful lot of farms. And while that's possible in some parts of the country, it's unheard of down around here. Um, we've an abundance of berries and flower seeds and hips. And I put out peanuts and bird seed there at the start of the week. They've hardly been touched. Because, the, you know, there's plenty of food around for the finches and for the robins and wrens. And and they don't seem to be, you know, around the house at all because mm. they don't need what we're, we're feeding them. Now, mind you, there's plenty of starlings here and we've no fear of the crows. They're as noisy and as around the place as ever. But, um, but yeah, look, we'll take it when we get it. It generally averages out. And I could be sitting here talking to you in two weeks' time in, you know, a foot of snow. So you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take the weather when we get it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's good now. I'm sure it must be lovely. You know, if you, if you know anywhere where there's lots of beech trees, um, beech are inclined to hold onto their leaves a little bit longer than the others. Um, like the ash is well gone. The birch is gone. The lime is gone. Um, the white thorn's gone, but the beech trees are turning gorgeously at the moment. They're really going russet brown. And if you drive through, you know, sometimes in parts of the country, you can drive through a tunnel of beech trees. And the, the leaves are on the ground and they've gone nearly red. And, you know, you're kind of enveloped in this cocoon of gorgeousness with the light sunlight coming through it. And if you know those kind of places to go for a walk, you know, you couldn't get better weather to go out and enjoy it at the moment. Yeah, you no, you absolutely couldn't. Uh, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, and people, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, well, not looking forward, but I will be reading like uh, slews of texts and people go and here we go again. Uh, farmers are going to be protesting in Dublin. Well, yeah, well, the plan was a pretty big protest back to the time about 2012 when they had, I don't know, was it 15, 20,000 people in Dublin? So, well, they were going to try and cause as little impact as possible in that this uh, rally um, was supposed to take place next um, Sunday. So, you know, people wouldn't be going to work and, um, you know, the streets would be quiet enough. So there wouldn't be any problems with, with traffic there. And they were going to just basically make their views known about climate change the carbon and the changes to the common agricultural policy the three big c's now that are really impacting on farm families and you know i think there'd have been a fairly good crowd up there because i'm aware of the level of organization that was going into it but anyway all the plans have been binned due to the rising covid numbers and um that's very concerning it's particularly concerning uh, i suppose to farmers as an age group i think the average age is 55 or 58 in or around there so you know very much a, a group that um 
you, you know, can be impacted by the whole COVID thing. Mm. So they've called it off. Well, they haven't called it off. What they're doing is, well, it's not 100% clear what exactly is happening yet. But my understanding is that there are going to be tractors there and um, with maybe a, a small number of people from each of the each of the counties. But um, any farmer who's been asked to go or had made plans to go to Dublin next uh, Sunday uh, for this demonstration or this rally, I'd advise them to talk to their local IFA officers um, and to get a clear idea of what's happening. Um, you know, now, uh, and, and you know, that, that's, that's really what they need to do is just find out locally what's going on. There will be an event, but it's nothing like the event that was being planned um, up to the, when the COVID started to get very worrisome. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I, I suppose most people would know about uh, all about the climate change and carbon aspects. What's going on with the with CAP, though, that they're, they're uh, feeling the need to protest? Well, every five years, there's a kind of changes come about in the CAP, and um, which is the Common Agricultural Policy. And it's the, the basic, the rules and the payments and the supports and everything that underpins farming across all of the EU states. And I suppose... Um, a couple of sets of years ago, I think it must have been 10 years ago now or more even, um, the Agriculture Commissioner was a Chilios, a man I think from Romania, that part of the world anyway. And he he was able to get through this whole thing of, um, you know, farmers being paid the same per hectare for what they're doing. And of course, you know, when you're in Romania and you had one cow and two pigs or something like that, you know, their average payment would be much smaller than somebody who had um, very significant payments. So the, the, the payment system was changed and there's further changes in it now. And, and again, it's a difficult one because some farmers are impacted badly by it. Other farmers don't gain well because of it. So, um, you know, it's a difficult uh, thing uh, for for farmers to um you know all be united on and um but at the moment anyway the common agricultural policy is still under review and uh they wanted to just be heard about it mm-hmm. okay yeah uh god there's an awful lot of things to take into consideration uh, at the moment with uh, a well, lot you yeah. know underneath all the big things uh, uh, that are happening uh, it's though uh, there has been uh, there was a poll about farmers and at least that's uh, that's yeah. some good news well look at i mean they've been under siege for the last couple of weeks or certainly it's it's been a very difficult time um and agriaware is a, a kind of um you know, it's supported by the farming industry right across the country. And it, it does a lot of work with youngsters in school to try and explain where food comes from. And, you know, just the whole thing about farming and growing vegetables. They've very some very, very good projects around. But every five years or so, they do a, a big survey with Red Sea um, of a thousand adults, over a thousand, a thousand and three adults asking for their views on farming and farmers across the country. And farming families will be very happy to hear that, and it's just out today, this actual survey, um, that well over 90% of people say farming is important to the economy. 94% in total of people who took part in the AgriWare survey said ag was important to the economy, while a convincing 75% said it was extremely important. And what I was, what I, struck me about the figures was that um, the 94% figure where, you know, the, it's important, um, that's actually higher than the polls that were carried out in 2017 when it was 88% and 2007 when it was 72%. Hmm. 
So in actual fact, you know, even when you talk about like, you know, moving jobs into rural Ireland or, you know, the value of the IT industry or direct foreign investment, you know, to have 94% of people consider agriculture as important to the Irish economy um, from an independent poll by Red Sea, it's very heartening news. And uh, I think people, you know, farming families will will take um, solace out of that because they have been feeling a bit down and out recently. Um, one of the other things that the survey highlighted was that um, there was a knowledge gap emerging between the public and farming. And so only 11% of those surveyed think that school children have a good understanding of farming. And this is something kind of farming families take for granted, that everybody knows where milk comes from or where lettuce grows mm. or how you make Rice Krispies or cornflakes or whatever it is. Um but not alone was it just 11% of school children don't have a good understanding, but are only about 16% among adults. And their solution in the poll to this was that um, half of them at least felt that spending time on farms would help bridge the knowledge gap. And maybe that's something that, you know, farming could look at in liaison with other groups of, you know, instead of, you know, expanding into llamas or doing something else that they could become education centers and let people come in and see what farming is about and and what's involved in you know producing a pound of butter or what's involved in in in, in doing any 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 of the um, enterprises on farm how did they establish that there was a knowledge gap did they like ask them where they, they asked work? yes they asked this was the question one of the questions asked by the survey and again, it's, it's Red Sea. It's not a, yeah, um, you know, not, a an yeah. IFA survey or anything like that. It's Red Sea carried out on behalf. Uh, um, AgriAware would pay for it. And um, and these are the, 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 the kind of list of questions that they ask. So, yeah, the, the, um, the view was that, you know, kids really don't have a clear understanding. And, and even adults, for that matter, not much better. And that, you know, visiting to farms or spending time on farms would help bridge that knowledge gap. Right. OK. So if anyone listening took part in a poll recently and when asked, where does lettuce come from? And you said Tesco. Uh, that's probably <laughs> uh, why that happened. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's what does happen, actually, you know. You know? <laughs> right. So health and safety uh, back on the, uh, on the agenda again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always harping on about this, I know, but it's absolutely really crucial. Um, health and safety is a huge issue on farms, mainly because they're very tight operations at the moment with maybe just one person working there and they're working alone and they're susceptible to a lot of the dangers that can happen. So the Health and Safety Authority anyway, starting last Monday and running for two weeks, they're going to have uh, farm inspections. Now, their main focus is going to be on walking safely at heights. So the, H, the, the Health and Safety Authority have said that in the past 10 years, 11 deaths have occurred on farms as a result of working at height. Now, these are what you call like, you know, ladders, falling off a ladder, um, falling through a fragile roof, which is a really tough one, um, unprotected edges of roofs. So they're all the kind of things that they'll be looking for for anywhere, like, you know, going up to a loft or to an outhouse or, you know, fixing slates, all of that kind of work. Mm. And um, what they're suggesting is, you know, that they, um, well, they're saying farmers can't be too careful at all about this. You know, it's very dangerous. And in in my own case, I know of three well-known farmers across the country who sustained serious injuries this summer following a fall, following a fall from height. 
And um, so they want farmers to, um, uh, you know, look at what, what potential threats to health and safety is on their farm. And one of the things they want to be, get them to do is use scaffolding or use um, mobile elevating work platforms uh, to, to be able to get jobs done safely and not just kind of hang on to the ladder. And if the ladder moves at all, you're on the ground and, you know, you're in trouble. And, and not to walk alone at height, you know, to have somebody there who can, you know, help with the situation. You do, yeah, indeed, yeah. And and I suppose that's part of the problem. If you do, if something does happen, if you do get an injury, oftentimes the farmers by themselves. Yeah, uh, and, <clears throat> and it's it's at a height, you know. I mean, the, the those old, um, you know, see-through um, kind of panelling that would be on uh, roofs of buildings, you know, to let light in they can get very brittle after time and they're being replaced. And the next thing, you know, a whole section of the roof falls in mm. and it wasn't the plan or somebody is using a water hose to clean down, you know, um, um, fascia that, that, you know, the drains all around the building and, you know, the water comes unexpectedly and knocks them over. You know, I know of that, that kind of an accident it had this year and, um, and just, just ladders slipping um, where, where they shouldn't. Um, and, and, you know, meaning the, the, the ladder comes away from the wall or whatever and yeah. somebody falls off of it. But just if you're working at height or if you're working at anything that's dangerous on a farm, because there's too many farm deaths and too many, far, far too many, very serious in, injuries. Um, but, you know, to let somebody know when you're starting to work and, and when you'll be finished and to be able to have somebody there you know, that you're not going to be caught down a yard for three hours after falling off a roof or something. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I see uh, uh, Luke Flanagan, as in Ming Flanagan, the MEP uh, on Twitter, saying the majority of Irish farmers will gain with the changes to the payment system in the new CAP strategic plan regulation. So, Well, uh, listen, I, I couldn't even answer that, sent, that, yeah. that one because I'm not an expert on it. And I know there is it's it's a gain for some and it's a loss for others. And um, so it's a difficult thing for any farm organisations to be dealing with because some of their members will be impacted, some of them won't, some of them will even benefit. But, uh, you know, I suppose what they're looking at really is the picture overall. Mm. And and that's what they represent. Uh, now, uh, finally, the, uh, something you've mentioned before as well. You did say the average age of uh, uh, profiles is uh, 55 plus. This is about succession planning. Uh, is, it, yeah. is it really complicated? It, well, you see, it's an asset. Um, it's an asset that most people never sell in their lifetime or in their lifetime of three or four generations. It's just passed on. Um, and, you know, it, it can be difficult. And especially then, you know, maybe in, in a lot of, well, not in a lot, but in, in depending on the in enterprise, like, for instance, in the dairy sector, a lot of the farmers there are much younger because there's good incomes out of it. And, you know, they can make a livelihood there and they can entice the next generation in. Not so easy, maybe in some of the other sectors, but, you know, if you maybe have no one, you know, there's no one directly to take over a farm. There's a lot of query then around, you know, what can be done, what should be done with the place? Is it going to be sold? Is it going to be rented? You know, is it going to be leased? Like there's a lot of questions there. And so what happens is inertia. People don't move at all. They just keep farming and they farm into their 70s and their 80s and their 90s. So, um one of the, the, you know, the, the ideas is that the cost to farm transfer is actually quite expensive. And what the government have put together now is a €2 million Euro fund, and it's aimed at helping older farmers with the costs of succession planning, because there really is a push to try and get land into younger hands 
where it will be more productive. And um, this fund, there's a maximum payment of €1,500. It's for advisory accountancy and legal fees. And it doesn't come into effect, I think, until 2023, with the maximum payment um, of 1500 Now, there's nobody getting, you know, it's the, the advisors who are getting that money, not the farmer. Um, so that would be the maximum payment mm. to help cover those costs. And it's seen as a way of setting up, you know, a conversation about maybe a farm partnership or, you know, to advise older farmers, you know, that maybe it's not as scary as they think to pass pass the reins on to another generation yeah. or to go into a long-term lease or go into a long-term partnership. So all of those are the kind of options that they're talking about. And there is that phone there now in the department. So we'll see what the take-up will be. And I'd imagine the reason it's not operative next year is it takes so long to get these things set up and for people to come to the table that, um, you know, people will be ready to come to the table January 12 months and the funding will be there to help support them make that transition to um, a farm partnership or to, to pass on the farm to another generation. Good. Uh, Mairead, thanks a million uh, as ever. Mairead Lavery there. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, teenagers on an advisory board. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.